0: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to episode six of the pistons territory podcast we have a familiar face and a new face we have mateo back rj was fortunately not able to make it tonight and then we have a new guest on the show tim uh tim it's nice to meet you you are a writer for pistons powered Um, correct yes if you just wanted to introduce yourself and say what's up to everybody
1: yeah i know i keep it short i do write for Pistons powered uh been a long time pistons fan i'm a little bit older than the other guys I've seen in the panel here. So I I was born in Detroit. I go way back. I can remember Isaiah and Dumars and uh, the uh, Bad Boys winning championships and, of course, the going-to-work Pistons, which you guys, I'm sure, probably remember them. Um, I mean, I know I'm sure you're fluid in your Pistons history. But, yeah, so I go way, way back. And uh, creative person, I like to think. it. I'm actually in recovery, so just being creative kind of helps me. And I was looking for something to do, and uh, and I, I bit off too much actually. But I'm trying to contribute to the Pistons powered site at least every so often. So I appreciate you having me here.
0: Yes, awesome. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do the trivia tonight. Um, but I, if we do do a trivia and you're on, I feel like yeah, you need, you're going to be pretty. I well.
1: will. I bet you. I will. <laughs> I was I was pretty psyched for that actually.
0: Yes, maybe we'll throw in a question or two at the end. because right. um, I, I that episode was really fun, man. I we're definitely going to do that again. I have like a lot of good questions. They're like a lot harder. Cause like the first episode, the questions are pretty simple. These ones are like a lot more like <laughs> you have to dig deeper. For yeah. These, right. Yeah. They're yep. pretty, they're all pretty right. random. Yeah. We'll um, but yeah. Uh, so just a couple rumors. There's a big draft rumor going around that we're going to talk about at the end of the show, but Zion Williamson uh, with all the drama he's had in new Orleans uh, with the tweets from his mistresses and, and all that uh, zion has been rumored to the pistons uh i kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that i've seen some trade you know packages that have been proposed so i'll start with mateo what do you think i was seeing like five you know business matured like five you know bojan bogdanovich and isaiah stewart and in return they get zion what do you think about
2: the pistons potentially going after zion I mean, obviously, the the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, what are we going to do with the front court? We already have a very loaded front court. Um, So it'd be very interesting to throw Zion into that mix. And obviously, in that trade, then you would consider possibly trading one or more of our current guys away. Um, So I think that that would have to be something that's considered, especially considering, I mean, he's a ball dominant player, he's a scorer. Um, It's not like he's going to be a guy who we would trade for for him to be out on the wing or just a primary defender he'd be the main focus of our offense so obviously if we were able to acquire zion without giving up cade or ivy or durin i think there's i mean i i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to it is what i'll say now um because we're at a point where we don't necessarily need to keep building assets for the future. We can start working on winning now. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I've seen a bunch of different trade packages. I don't totally know exactly where his value's at right now, but I wouldn't be opposed to it if the price isn't too crazy. Yeah. What about you, Tim?
1: Uh, I agree with Teo. I mean, if I had the chance to trade number five, um, uh, Bogdanovich and uh, uh, Beef Stew, I'd do it all day long. I think the Pistons are – in a really good position right now, actually. And I agree too. I wouldn't want to give up Cade, Ivy, or Durin in that order, Cade, Ivy, Duran, But um, I'd like to keep those three together. If you can add Zion to that trio, pretty much whatever the cost, I would probably go with it because just that foursome right there, if they're all locked into contracts or likely to re-sign be because you'll have to cap space when their rookie contract ends and you can keep that unit together for five six years like yeah let's do it let's see what happens i i and if you lose if they don't i'd rather lose with that team because you you really can't fault um troy weaver at that point for having assembled that team you and, and you know it's off topic a little bit but tom gore is signing just breaking the bank to sign the coach like it really seems like Again, I think they're in a good position, so what they do will be interesting. But, yeah, I absolutely would I would agree to that deal.
0: Yeah, I saw, like, a three-team trade where I think it was involving Charlotte where, uh, I don't know, basically New Orleans would end up with the second pick so they could draft Scoot Henderson. Charlotte would end up with five, I think. Um, yeah, just like a three-team trade. But I don't know. I think with Zion, my question would be, would, would he even want to be here? Like – you know, obviously he's still going to be getting paid, but I think we want guys that want to be in Detroit, you know, Cade and Jay Nivey, they made that known that they want to be here. They want right. to win here. We don't know if Zion's going to feel that same way. And then also you just have to address the injury concerns, which not being able to stay out the I did hear something about his contract where, you know, it's not guaranteed. So if he does stay injured, you know, the Pistons maybe aren't going to have to pay, as much but that's another concern with me and then you know i would even question the fit as well just with you know how how good of a shooter is he really going to be is he going to be able to play off of Cade and ivy that well obviously zion's gonna need the ball those two guards are gonna need the ball i don't know i am leaning towards keeping the fifth pick but it is really intriguing to think you know you have that you know Cade, ivy zion and duran and you keep all your future first round picks that that is very intriguing but I, I don't know. Am I, am I just missing something here, or do you guys think the fit would be good and th- the Pistons could go somewhere with that court?
2: Honestly, honestly, I don't know. I mean, he's it's Zion, and like you said, with the injury concerns, we we don't totally know what a full season of Zion really looks like. We don't know what playoffs Zion looks like if that if that can become a thing you know um so he is ha- gonna have to get healthy especially if if he's someone that we would want to consider a longer term we need guys who are going to play for us we've already had a lot of injury concerns and we don't want to keep going with that we want to get guys who are going to play so that's definitely something to consider and then also to your point about him wanting to play there i agree with that because he seems like the type of guy especially number one overall pick who would want to go to a bigger market i mean that just makes sense right and he already got drafted into new orleans which isn't the best scenario to get drafted number one overall too. And with the you know reports that he's not having a great time there, he's not getting along necessarily with the camp, whatever, it would make sense in my opinion for him to want to go to a bigger market and not a team like Detroit. Um, and I kind of agree that at this point we also want to make sure we're getting guys who want to play and want to compete for Detroit. So that's also an important factor. But either way, I think there's a lot to consider. So. Yeah. Did you have anything to add? To yeah, that? I would say
1: I'm not worried about fit. I'm not worried about health. Uh, I'm just worried about. I, I agree that we built. It looks like from the outside a good culture. From the moment that Cade had the glasses on, uh, you know, post draft, and we saw Ivy like crying. He was so happy to come here. I don't think we want to disrupt that. I, I I do think he did resign in New Orleans. It's a smaller market, so maybe. I, I think Detroit is an upgrade from New Orleans. It's better that he would be coming by way of New Orleans than, say, by way of L.A., New York, or Miami. He might be willing to give it a shot. But, yeah, I think I think that's the lone concern I would have, John. That was a good point that you brought up was how much does he really want to be here in the first place, if at all.
0: Yeah, I don't want to speculate on it too much. If it happens, obviously, we're – we're going to go crazy about it, but I, you know, it's been rumored and I think we should talk about it because there's a real conversation to be had. We've seen with Tom Goris, you know, if he wants to get a I mean, I've seen people comparing it to the Blake Griffin trade. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I mean, they're the same position, but Blake was obviously, you know, near the end of his prime. Zion, so you know, realistically speaking, he hasn't even entered his prime yet, but I don't know. I think it's a, it's a rumor and we should take it with a grain of salt, but you know, it's been rumored a lot for a reason because there's, a, it seems like there could be a fit there. But um, the thing I wanted to get to on this pod and what's really been, I've heard a lot of is the Detroit Pistons have seemingly fallen in love with the Thompson brothers. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I heard Cam Whitmore didn't have a great workout with the Pistons. Um, Trey Weaver had a press conference today. He said basically, you know, he's swaying for the fences, he's not really looking for that that guy that can fit in. He wants to take, you know, a a star. He wants a star at number five. And, you know, a lot of people are thinking that the Thompson brothers could be that. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily in that camp, but, uh, just what are your guys' thoughts on if the Pistons were to take, let's say a Thompson, because I don't think Ahmed Thompson's going to be there. I've heard rumors that he might be going top three. So, uh, if a is the pick at five for the Pistons, um,
1: what would you guys think about that? I'll start with you, Tim. It's not who I want, but I, it could work. I, You know, I do have a lot of faith in this regime that the Pistons have right now. Uh, I could see how defensively we need help, and that's supposed supposedly his calling card. Uh, we hear about the, they both have kind of wonky shooting mechanics, which we definitely need uh, some outside shooting. I, I still I spent all day watching like highlights as you know it kind of really sunk in today we're only two way two days away from the draft and I wasn't there for Whitman uh, uh, Whitman's workout but um, or Whitmore but I thought I think that like him and, and uh Hendricks are the ones that intrigued me most so it would be cool to get a Thompson brother. It would be very interesting to see. We had some luck with Marcus Morris. I think he exceeded expectations. So the last time we had an NBA twin in town, they did pretty well. It's not. I'm not excited about it when I hear about it. Like I, I think, I think going with the chalk and drafting Cam or using that in a trade to get someone like Zion would be what I prefer personally.
2: Yeah. What about you, Tayo? Yeah, I mean, I I don't totally know how I feel about it. I feel like there's been just so much speculation and so much uncertainty almost about who we're going to pick that that I'm kind of I I just want to want to see it happen at this point, right? Like I just want to see who what we do. I want to I want to fast forward to draft night. I mean, doesn't everybody at this point? But I would say in terms of Osar, like I think the Thompson twins are both very talented. Um obviously, like you said, I believe Amen's also going to go in the top 3. I think he's he's that kind of talent. Um, and if we were to choose then his brother over, you know, a couple of these other guys that we've been talking about for a while, that would, that would definitely be an interesting conversation about like what changed, right. Especially considering the fact that there was kind of this thought for a little while that Cam Whitmore might be the pick. Um, obviously there was a, it's kind of leaning towards, I've seen a lot of Drace Walker recently. Um, and it's changing a lot and that it normally happens on the few couple of nights before the draft. But I would say that that I would be okay with Ousar to be honest because I like his fit in our in our lineup essentially as a starter in the future um, and and I like I like his athleticism and I my question that I think everyone has is about the overtime elite league and how his game is going to translate I I know Amen has the passing ability and he's a point guard so that that takes him to the next level so what can Ousar bring uh, for us um, and what can he bring that's better than the guys that we'd be drafting him over it would be my question to Troy Weaver but I trust Troy Weaver and I'm looking forward to what he does yeah so
0: this was my thinking and maybe this is kind of just looking at the big picture is does Troy Weaver think Asar Thompson could be better than Jaden Ivey that's my thinking because you know the Pistons I, I saw this on a pod is the Pistons won 17 games you know realistically they're not contending anytime soon so instead of taking fit, you take the player that you think is going to be the best player in the next, you know, five years from now. Who's going to be the best player? Is, is Asar Thompson going to be a better player in five years than Cam Whitmore? If you believe he is, then you take him regardless of the fit. Because at the end of the day, the Pistons were the worst team in the NBA. They they need to get talent, and if they think Asar Thompson has that potential, I don't think you can pass that up. You know, just for fit. You know, for a team that, like I said, won seventeen games. So if that's the way they're thinking is, you know, listen, they drafted Killian Hayes with the seventh pick and they corrected that mistake. They could have went into the, the 2021 NBA draft saying, we have a point guard. We drafted a point guard. We don't need a point guard. We're going to take a forward or a big man, but they didn't. They took the best player available with Cade Cunningham. If they do that again this year, the best player available very well might be Asar Thompson. And at that point, maybe there's a question to be had in two or three years from now, when the Pistons are finally ready to compete, maybe there's going to be a conversation. Jaden Ivy or, or Sar Thompson, who's the better fit next to Cade Cunningham? Who's going to be the better player? And, you know, they could very well move one of these guys. But I think at the end of the day, you need to get the best asset you can and, and maybe think long-term, you know, who is who's going to be the better asset for you? And maybe there's a world where, the Detroit Pistons, when they're competing for a title, maybe it's a backcourt of Cade Cunningham and Asar Thompson, and not Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. I think that's a real that's a realistic possibility if Asar Thompson pans out the way you know a lot of you know people think he can. Now the shooting's a question mark, but I think he, the athleticism, the defense, the, the IQ, I think is all there. And he has a seven foot waistband. So you know he's probably gonna be a better defender than Ivy. You know what Ivy's got better speed, but I mean he could have a higher ceiling than Ivy. What are your guys' kind of thoughts on, you know, Ivy versus Thompson and kind of their long-term outlooks? Uh, outlooks. What do you think could be better for the Pistons? Uh, a Cade, Asar Thompson backcourt or a Cade and Jaden Ivy backcourt?
2: For me, I mean, that's it's it sounds a little crazy for me to to compare Asar and and Jaden Ivy just just because honestly I haven't seen enough of Asar Thompson especially playing against competitive talent that we know is competitive. Um, and so, but looking down long-term, which is what you're trying to do, I think there's a there's a there's definitely a conversation that his fit next to Cade ends up being better because of his defense. Um, and that would potentially match up very well with Cade's offense. And that would be a pretty nasty duo. Um, and especially because Ivy is also an offensive-oriented player, So yes it would be a very different lineup and so i guess it would be more what are you what are you looking for right are we looking for a more defensive backcourt are we looking for a more offensive backcourt and i think right now we're looking to kind of do a little bit of a i don't know a running gun offense i mean that's kind of what Jaden ivy runs with it's it's you know fast offense pace get down the court and shoot a lot of threes and i think that's kind of the way the nba is moving right now in general but yeah i mean Yeah, that's that's what I got. I mean, I I don't I don't think I don't think that I can't confidently say that Asar is gonna be like, you know, a better fit than Ivy yet, but I won't rule it out because he's he's supposed to be a top ten pick for a reason. He's got talent, and I think his defense could really shine and really, really turn into like he could really turn into an elite defender. But yeah, that's my thing.
1: So I think it's certainly a possibility, right? That Assar is better. Uh down the line. But again, I already brought it up once in this, in this show, I think back to Ivy, like crying. And we were talking about how important it is to have Zion here. We got this kid who really wants to be here. And I think he's going to be a monster in this offense. I think if we surround Jaden Ivy uh, with shooters and put the right players around him, um, he's going to be fantastic. Well, yeah, you, I, I agree with you, John, in the sense that you're still in asset mode, not fit mode. At the same time, if I have a choice between like Ivy, Kate, and Whitmore or uh, Kate and Asar, and then we're, we're trading Ivy out and trying to bring in different assets to build around Kate and Asar, I really like the potential um, grabbing Whitmore at number five. I, I just, I'll be that guy on this podcast where I'm a little bit of a cynic on that uh, rumor that's going out there. Now, very well could be true. I don't doubt that there's truth to it. But it's just not—it's not what I would do. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm I'm kind of with you guys too. I still really want Cam Whitmore. I think he's a really good fit. I think his his hand injury really affected his shooting. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is all smoke and mirrors. But I I don't. This is a rumor for a reason, and we've heard more and more about it. And I was just thinking, like, what could a Detroit Pistons lineup look like? in the future, if Cade Cunningham is the smallest player on the floor for the Pistons, like that, that'd be pretty, that could be really interesting, but I, I do agree with you guys with Jaden Ivy. I mean, he, he wants to be here. We unfortunately didn't really get to see much of him and Cade, but I think a lot of Pistons fans want the Cade Ivy backcourt to work out. And, and maybe SR Thompson could fit into that, you know, that three spot. Um, we don't know about the shooting, but, at, you know, you look at the Denver Nuggets, all the ball handlers they had on their team, like Jokic, Murray, uh, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, all could handle the ball. Maybe that's where the NBA is potentially going, where you just have a plethora of guys that can all create shots for themselves and create shots for others. So maybe Asar Thompson could even fit into that, and you could have a, sort of a big three with Kate, Ivy, and Thompson. But it, it'll be interesting to see. I think we're all just ready for, for the draft to be here so we can see what happens. Um, I think it, I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a, assar. I kind of hope I'm wrong, but we're going to see what happens. Um, but yeah, those were kind of the two main things we wanted to get to. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about or go over? I mean, I could hit you with a couple trivia questions before we get out of here, but did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about or cover?
2: Well, I don't know. Should we, should we make predictions for who, what happens? Should we make predictions?
0: Yeah. You got a prediction?
2: I I just have a feeling for some reason that that we're going to go to race Walker if we if we end up with five. No, I don't either. I don't want it. I don't want it. But I just have a some some inkling that that for some reason, Troy Weaver really likes him and and doesn't care about position or anything like that. And we'll go for him. That's just my prediction. Or he trades down. Those are my picks. What are you? Right. What do you guys think?
0: I don't want Jairus Walker. What's your prediction? <laughs> I,
1: I'll say that would be like the nightmare scenario for me. Cause what I see in him is maybe like a, just a potentially better beef stew. Like I, I see a lot of overlap there in that skill set. And then if you have Walker, I don't, what do you do with beef stew then? Like, and, I, and I'm happy. I'm content with beef stew. Um, I don't, I don't think they're just going to stay at five and make a straight up pick. I, there's so many moving parts in this draft, from all the way up, to, like to number two. You've heard um, Charlotte connected to Zion and and Scoot and uh, and um, or I should say uh, Charlotte maybe trading out instead of drafting Scoot, and then Portland at number three definitely seems to have that pick on the table. And even with Houston, when you look at what they have, and then like with uh, uh, Green, and if Amen is the best player at number four that's kind of a weird fit too because I don't think those two would be a very good tandem so Houston could be in a weird predicament so I just I think this draft is going to be one of the craziest drafts we've had in a long time and it starts with oddly enough the most solid number one pick in years and yet everything after that I feel like is just it could be crazy but you know I I hope uh, one, I really like Hendricks a lot. I didn't have much of a chance to talk about him. I like him a lot. And I think if Troy could do something with like Bogdanovich and that number 31 and move back into the lottery, like he did last year where he came away with um, Ivy and Durant, if he could do something like that again and come away with a couple more lottery picks Whitmore and maybe something later in the lottery, that would be cool. I don't know if that's realistic or even in discussion or not. But so prediction, I don't know, just crazy, just a crazy unpredictable draft.
0: That'd be awesome. We had a comment from QT who said, Jarius Walker, who you draft when you hit a, if you want to hit a single. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I I just, he doesn't excite me. I don't think he has all-star potential. Like
2: I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player, but like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not in his camp either. I just, I don't know why, but there, there's been a lot of talk about him recently and especially this last week and amongst Pistons fans, I know fans don't translate to anything in the front office, but, I, I don't know, it's it's just a random prediction. I have we can never really predict what Troy Weaver is gonna do. so that's just one thing. We, we never really know. but I also would look forward to and do look forward to some trades. I hope I hope Weaver does. I mean he, he almost always goes with at least a trade or two, whether it's you know draft pick related or moving up in the lottery, whatever. Um, and yeah, the other thing I was gonna ask about was if we did end up keeping that 31st overall pick, were there any anybody that you guys had in mind at that pick? Um, I know it's not like a super exciting pick, but there are still guys you can get around that range. Oh,
0: I'll be honest. Outside of like the top 10, 15 guys, I'm really not too familiar. I know we talked about Imoni Bates uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe him, but I, I don't know. I think the a trade I saw was like the Piston – the Jazz have picks 9 and 16, um, so maybe they would trade that for the fifth pick. So maybe uh, the Pistons would trade down. But at that point, like if you're at pick 9 – like, who's realistically going to be available? I don't think either of the Thompson twins will be. I don't think Cam Whitmore will be. So you're looking at maybe Jarris Walker, maybe Anthony Black, um, maybe Grady Dick. But, yeah, outside of, like, the top 10 or 15 guys, I'm really not too familiar with the draft. I know there's a, a guard. I believe his name is Carson Wallace. Um, I'm okay, a big so fan. Wallace. Yes, I'm a big fan of him, I think. A team like Toronto or one of those teams that are picking late in the lottery. Obviously, I don't think he's much of a fit with the Pistons just because they're so loaded in the backcourt. But I think I'm a pretty big fan of his. But, yeah, I really don't have any idea who we could look to at 31. I don't know if you guys
2: had any names. that. So you'd prefer to trade that pick or use it in a deal? I don't.
1: Okay. Yeah, what were you thinking? Did you have any names, Tim, or – you know, you guys froze up for a second, so I kind of lost you. But you're back. Um, no, Bates was the one that came to mind. Just obviously, the local ties were all aware of him, and I don't know that that would be a good pick. I will say, kind of going back to the two threads uh, when it comes to Jarris Walker, I would I would take Asar, ten out of ten times, Asar Thompson over Walker. Yes. And I was not a as you know, I was not an Asar guy. But as soon as you compare those two, give me Thompson, um, thirty one. I, I feel like they won't make that pick. I just don't think they'll have – I think Weaver, when he does all his finagling and all his trades at the end of the day, the Pistons aren't still making the 31st overall pick. Um, and I also think it would be wise for them to move on from Bogdanovich, just because it's like that time in the development where he still has some value with so many things potentially happening in this draft. Um, if, if they could get like another lottery pick out of it, even a future first, I think I would just let him go. So as these younger guys, as Cade comes back, you need we need more shots for these younger guys to develop. So, yeah, I'm
0: definitely in the camp because of trading Bogdanovich because he's getting older. You know, he could be one injury away from you know, irrelevancy. No, no value. Yeah, pretty much. And you did give him the two year extension. Uh, I mean, there is something to say for kind of his veteran leadership. I think there's a reason he's still on this team and they didn't move him at the deadline. I mean, maybe the plan was to wait till draft night. But, yeah, and in the case of, like, they just have a ton of money in free agency, there's a lot of forwards that they could replace him with. Like we talked about, like, Kelly Oubre. There's rumors of Cam Johnson, Kuzma. So they could easily replace him and, and potentially get another lottery pick out of that too. I think that would be my dream scenario it is make the pick at five and then hopefully get into the back end of the lottery or maybe just outside the lottery. Um, But if I had to make a prediction, I think it's going to be a Sar Thompson. I don't know. I just feel like Troy Weaver is going to swing for the fences. And I think, I think he's just going to draft best player available. And I think that's our sar Thompson is probably going to be the best player available. Um, I, There is a possibility Brandon Miller slips. That's I what I was going to say.
2: What happens if Brandon Miller yeah, slips? What do you we guys got, do?
0: Because, <laughs> like, if, if – Probably if a, take if a, him. If a man goes in the top three, then you're looking, well, what does Houston do at four? Maybe they take Brandon Miller. But if they don't, then you got to have that conversation. And 100%. I heard he didn't have good workouts either. So I, th- I, this draft is going to be crazy. I don't know, All man. Right. Like, yeah. But Brandon Miller versus Asar Thompson – I think Miller is definitely the better fit, but do you think, did you see the Pistons
1: taking Miller over Thompson? Yeah. Based on what Weaver said, you know, if he's going for a home run and you have a guy that's been rumored as high as number two falls to you at five. Um, But, you know, I do think Weaver is the type to fall in love with players. I think uh, if he gets his eyes really set on someone and he wants a SAR, that's what he'll do. I, I think, that just seems like it's a part of his DNA. Like he really zeroes in. He the high upside thing is well established with Bagley and Weissman and all these. He's, he does swing for the fences. That's just part of what Troy Weaver does, and he'll do that again in this draft, I'm sure. Like that that seems to be his mo. Get the highest upside players you can. Um, you know his philosophy could change as we have more of a team that's like in the playoff picture. You know, coming off a season where it had the sixty. He might adapt that that strategy, but um, I think this will be another swing for the fences draft. Yeah. What about yeah. you,
0: Mateo? Did, like your dream scenario? Because not that I'm thinking about it. To me, probably take like a SAR Cam at five, and then trading into the lottery and probably grabbing another wing,
2: but trading by Bogdanovich, That would probably be my dream scenario. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I think you grab best available at five, whoever you think that is. Um, and whoever that may be, cause we have no idea. And then, and then, yeah, you try to work your way in to find another pick in the, in the lottery or, or in the late first round somewhere in there, um, and find another guy who can maybe contribute. And yeah, I would be totally fine with dumping Bowie on. I mean, it, I agree with everything you guys said about him. It's time to, it's time to, you know, move on. And he's definitely the oldest player on our team. So, um, yeah. I mean, he, it, last season was kind of perfect for him. He got the opportunity to kind of display what he can do on a team that doesn't have anything to play for really. And yeah, he showed he's a great scorer and can probably be a great scorer on, on another team as like the third or fourth option. Um, we don't want him doing, you know, taking up 20 points or more a game next year when we have K playing and Ivy playing and everybody there, you know? Um, so it's, it's definitely, definitely a conversation that we need to have and, draft night might just be the night to, to let him go. So I want to add that my
1: absolute dream scenario would be Whitmore and Hendricks where they take Whitmore at five and they somehow find a way to get around number nine. Hendricks <laughs> is still there for whatever reason. And they, that, and if you got to give up beef stew to do it, um, you know, like I said, anybody, but the big three, whatever other, whatever else you have to do with your assets from the other decent role players to the picks in later years, they could come out with Whitmore and Hendricks and I think they would just be loaded.
2: I was going to say would you touch the the future first round picks at all? Would you or are those off I would I would Not
1: not next years.
0: I would not touch next years. Um I don't know if ta- I mean Taylor Hendricks is I don't know if he's a needle mover. I think he's a a good fit on this team. I don't I don't know man cuz don't they have a first round pick that they already traded in the Isaiah Stewart trades? that's tied up somewhere in the future. I think it's like if
1: it falls in the back half of the first next year, the Knicks get it. Yeah, It's like one through 18 and they keep it. So they're more, they're likely to have another decent pick next year, but at some point you just got to kind of got to go all in. And if you give me uh Ivy Cade, Whitmore, Hendricks and Durham as my starting five, then I'm just, I'll go with it. We got our <laughs> new coach. And then it's up to Weaver to like kind of fill in. Because Hendricks, is he a needle mover? I think it depends where he goes, right? I think for us, as a a big man of four that could stretch the floor, I think he would get a lot of open looks from Ivy and Kate getting him the ball out on the wing. And I think defensively he would help us um, in a lot of ways. Like Duren's decent back there, but I think somebody like Hendricks would really help him. So yeah, that would be, that would be my dream right there. Whitmore and Hendricks.
0: All right. And we have a very pleasant surprise as Mr. RJ, as Grace does with his presence, (laughs) RJ, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Are you guys down to do the trivia or would you guys like to save it for another time?
1: I got a bounce to pick up my son in like 15 minutes, but if you guys want to do it, like, don't let me hold you up. Um, Um, We'll do three questions. We'll do three questions, and then
0: we'll save the rest for another time. But before that, RJ, can we get your thoughts on? Have you seen the uh, Asar Thompson rumors, and kind of give your thoughts on if the Pistons were to take Asar Thompson at number five?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people, especially throughout today, um, talking about getting them. I mean, I will say it from the jump. I figured we was gonna get one of the Thompson twins. That was kind of like. When i seen we was getting fifth, that's kinda of like my first assumption. I'm like, all right, we're getting one or the other. So I mean, my feelings haven't changed. I pretty much feel like that's the direction we're going in. So I mean, we'll see Thursday. All right. And then just one more give us your
0: dream scenario for Thursday.
3: Uh, truth be told, I don't want to keep the pick. I really don't. Uh I'd rather trade it. Uh I know there is actually a few scenarios. I know. There's some good trade down situations. Um, I know, like, Utah was offering a package for, like, 9 and 16, possibly. That was a rumor. And then the Mavericks was going to give us 10 for uh, with Hardaway included, too. So, like, something like that, I'd be down 4-1. I really would be happy to see. It's not going to happen, but if they were able to pull off the Zion trade, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah.
0: boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would be all for it. Okay, well, you just answered the last question that you want, Zion. All right. Um, yeah, but we can do three trivia questions. I have 15, so I'll have to get a couple more for when we do a part two to that. Um. Just to let you guys know, these are a little bit obscure. I had to go dig pretty deep for these. Uh, I think Tim is going to do pretty well. RJ, you killed it last time. Mateo's looking to bounce back. Um, all right, so three three questions. Um, before we get out of here, all right. Question number one. This is, like I guess, this is pretty, pretty random. I'll be surprised if you guys get this. Uh, who did the Detroit Pistons play against at the first ever game at Little Caesars Arena? RJ. Wow.
3: <laughs> I only know because I was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was the Hornets, though. Yes, it was. <laughs>
0: I'll give you an extra point if you tell
1: me if they win or lost. Like, is that what we do? We say our name? Like,
0: is that oh, how yeah, yeah. In? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. It's all good. They won, did they win or lose that game, RJ?
3: They won pretty convincingly that night. I think even Henry Ellison had a <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Dude,
0: Henry Ellison was a popular topic on the last trivia night.
3: <laughs> 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 That's why I threw it in there. Shout yes. out to Henry Ellison, man.
0: Uh, Mateo and Tim, did you guys have – did you guys know that one or did you have a no. guess? No. I just
2: remembered this year's first game was against Orlando. That that I do remember. I remember I that. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember though, a couple years
0: ago. All right. there's This is another pretty wild one. So, all right, it's like a – it's a pretty long one. The 2016 offseason was remembered for the crazy amount of money NBA teams gave out. Who did the Detroit Pistons sign as their backup point guard – in the 2016 off season.
2: (laughs) There's been so many.
1: Yeah, right. So this is still like, I know like that's Andre Drummond's team. I feel like for a long time, Reggie was the starting point guard. I don't feel like Ish got a bunch of money or anything. (laughs) yeah i'll make Ish my guest step yeah it's Ish.
0: <laughs> okay
3: all right uh you all tell
0: right. me i'll give you an extra point if you tell me how many years the contract was
1: i mean if it's a lot of money i don't know it could have been like
0: i'll say three yeah so it was three. all, all right. right so um, RJ got one tim's got two i'll do a, a two-parter so what do you guys oh this this will be a fun one um Okay. Ooh, I lost it. Okay. Who did Blake Griffin score 50 points against? Taylor. Yes? The Sixers. Okay. And then for the second part, uh, who did Sadiq Bey score 51 points against? That was the Orlando Magic. Correct. All right. All right. All right. I got All some right. points. Let's Everyone's go. on the board. Everyone's <laughs> on the board. I want to keep going. How much more time do you have to? <laughs> I got a few more minutes. I got about right. seven more minutes. All right, right. All right. We'll try to squeeze in a couple more. Um, All right. All right. In the 2003 NBA draft, the Detroit Pistons selected Darko Miletic with the second overall pick. Originally, what team's draft pick was that?
3: Oh, that was so cool, boy.
1: <laughs> I know. I was doing some deep. That was a good question. Oh, I should know this. Oh, man. I mean, who did who did LA beat? Oh, who was that like? That? Uh,
3: I I feel, no it's, idea. Not, it's not Sorry. like the
1: Philly year that they they could have beat. Um, Does anyone have a guess? <laughs> it's whoever LA would have beaten in the finals. I'm pretty confident, right? So like, because it was the number two pick. So they had the second. And- so I'm trying to think through it that way. Like the Lakers, who did they beat in their three-peats? This would, would have been like the, the last time the Lakers won because they won the title Darko's rookie year. So who the last time Kobe and Shaq won a title, who did they beat for that championship? If you can figure that out, I think you get the answer, but I can't recall it.
0: I'll give you a hint. It's, it has nothing to do with
1: that. That's not, it's not it?
0: No, I'll give you a, It's a Western Conference team.
1: How, how oh, do they end up at
3: number two? Man. I was gonna say Charlotte. <laughs> <I'm>
0: Alright, <always laughs> are we are we giving up on this one? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, like, I'd I'd like... No, that's when
1: they were good. Almost, <laughs> almost throughout Dallas, but that's not right.
0: Alright, you guys all just want to make one guess then.
3: I'm going Warriors. No. Dang.
1: Sacramento?
0: No. Mateo, you got one chance. Portland. No, so it was the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, <laughs> I know, it was random, so I did the research. It was 1997, the Detroit Pistons traded Otis Thorpe to the Memphis Grizzlies uh, for a future pick that turned in the Darko Militae.
1: Oh, you know, and I'm thinking now, I was thinking about that backwards. I made that too hard because the Lakers, whoever they beat, would have had the second to last I really yeah. choked on that one. See, <laughs> yeah. I dug deep. I was way off base.
0: But yeah, we'll save. I got about 10 more. We'll save the rest and maybe I'll find a couple more for another time. Right. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining. Thank you for everyone in the comments. We got a comment from Troy. He said, I'm loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, everyone who tuned in, um, who's been listening on Spotify and watching on YouTube. Tim, you were great. I'm sure if you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome. And you know if we ever talk more trivia i'm sure you're gonna kill it with some of the older topics that we're gonna have to dig in deep yeah to. you gotta
1: you gotta get some 80s and 90s stuff in there when you guys were still in the cradle and then i'll oh, be yeah. like oh trust me there it.
0: there is some there's one from the 70s okay. i had so okay <laughs> you better right. do your homework um yeah. but yeah um yeah we'll, we'll see you guys after the nba draft maybe we'll do another show after the draft but Yeah, Tuesday nights is the place to be, for Pistons territory. Um, But, yeah, that's all we got for you guys tonight, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, John. Good to meet you guys. Thanks for having me.